France, sir, I have a difficult question for you, possibly. Okay. Okay. In honor of the uh, holiday that we are recording on, I need to know your best black TV dad of all time. Best black TV dad. Hmm. It will be between Oscar Proud and... Oh, well, animated. Uh, yes. Oh. And Philip Banks. But I'm going to go with Mr. Philip Banks. Uncle Phil. Yes. Uncle Phil. Phil is Uncle Phil's a Uncle, Uncle Phil's a solid Uncle Phil's a solid answer for many reasons. For one, he's taking responsibility he didn't need to take. Yes, which is why one of my ties is is to say you know he he's bringing he has his own kids but he's bringing in another kid like you know his nephew. You yeah, know, great lessons, hard worker, yes. great job, exactly. pr- provides for his family, and that is why my one of mine is a tie. One of mine, Bernie Mac. Okay, Bernie Mac okay. on the Bernie Mac show yeah. has no kids. Yeah. All his sisters, they're my sister kids. <laughs> yeah. They're my sister kids, you know? All his sister's kids. And even though he is uh, constantly annoyed, he does right by those kids. Yeah. Right? So, but my, but that's why I just love that about that dynamic. But then the number one for me is Michael Kyle, my wife and kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he yes. just, he is the new, he who shall not be mentioned. You know, obviously there's a, there is an answer to this that I think universally a lot of people may have had at a point. <laughs> we don't really mention that person anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you talking, about, my wife you, talking about, you talking about the term America's dad? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't going to say Yeah, 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 You know, you know, you know, you know, you know. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so that guy, um, for me, Michael Kyle and my wife, and, my wife and kids in general kind of is like the new that show. It's yes. like that show 2.0. Um, Damon Wayans is hilarious in that show, but he's also a fantastic dad. Yeah. And then I got to go honorable mention for most like realistic, like when you think of like a stereotypical dad for like real, like us, not a mansion, not, you know, uh, millions of dollars, unlimited resources, all this stuff. I got to give a shout out to Julius Rock from Everybody Hates Chris. He just is like, that's to me, that's like a dad, middle class, lower middle class. Every day, sometimes you got to stretch the pennies, got to make it work, whatever. Like, but he's always, he comes home. And he gets the big piece of chicken and you don't sit in a seat and all those rules that you know of like black family, you know, fatherhood, whatever, like that's his chair. That's, you know, he eats first, you know, he works two shifts, whatever. That is like the quintessential dad for me. That's realistic. Cause okay. uncle Phil is like, everybody wants to live in a mansion. Okay. But I, I thought, I thought for honorable mention, I thought you was going to go. I think he was going to go James Evans. That's why I thought he was going to go. Oh, no. That guy's, like, abusive. Like, I mean, listen, salute. To, that's too low down. The, like, they have too much real life stuff going on. Like, James, the rent. If we don't have the rent money. Like, it's struggle, that's too, man. That's, struggling, man. No, but, like, my like uh, everybody hits Chris made it fun. Like, they were struggling, too, but, like, they weren't, like, he's not taking it out on the kids. Yeah. James Evans was like, that guy, he died from, like, a stroke. Like, he was so mad. He was so mad. That he died. So, you know, just a sad show. Good times, like, I know it's like a classic and yeah. people grew up on it, but just a lot of just sadness in that show. There's and a lot of realness so, in that show. That's what you mean. Yeah, he would never be my honorable mention. I would never <laughs> want my father to be James Evans ever in my life. So, yeah. you know, but but he was there. So, yeah. So, shout out to Uncle Phil. Shout out to Michael Kyle. And shout out to all the real dads out there in the world as well. Yeah, obvious, we got a problem here And it's more than just obvious dreaming punisher When life begins to suck, who's reporting it? Luckily, you got two friends who you want 
forget. Coming live, Alvin and friend on survival. Nothing non-stop, case drops on a cycle. Louder than intrusive thoughts off an iPhone. How they make the world seem bright with the lights off? AFs, it might as well stay up. Lies being told like that dinosaur BS. Magnifying glass to the ground if they don't see us. Having the time, roasting your favorite pizza. Bougie ain't an option, it's the way. Take it to the grave, add moving to the place. You already know when they take the case. Laugh the pain away, it's affirmative. Hello and welcome to a very special Father's Day episode of Affirmative Murder, the Equal Opportunity True Crime Comedy Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by Podcast Poppy himself, the father of two, but the son of none. That doesn't make any sense. Anyway, we got uh, Mr. Francel Evans in the building. Oh yes, wait a minute, Mr. Postman. Yeah, man, I'm the mailman, can't you tell, man? Gonna post on What up? Fran, uh, let me first off by start by saying, you know, big ups to you. You know, this is your day. Uh, you know, uh, you know, in a world where you know uh, dads don't get a lot of flowers a lot of the time, yeah. so they get lumped in with a lot of guys that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. We're sitting here live in the flesh with one that does. Yeah, man. So I want to give I want to give kudos to you and props to you. I appreciate. Yeah, I appreciate the love. You know, I'm honored to have such a nice, welcoming introduction to this episode. Um, but yeah, man, I'm just. I don't think I don't look at it as being a father where it's like, you know, a, like a job type of thing. Was like it's just that's just how I was raised, and that's just what I know. And I just know it's the you know, it's what you're supposed to do when you have children. So like, I saw a video I posted on my Instagram where it's like Stephen A. Smith. Shout out to Stephen A. Smith. That's my guy for sure. But he brought up a terrible uh, hairline, great guy. Yeah, he brought up a uh, a point where it's like there's a difference between a father and a daddy. Like a father is just a person who has kids. Mm-hmm. Daddy is the person who, the guy that takes care of his children and doing what he's supposed to do. So, um, you know, a lot of people can't say that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is, and I'm I'm just fortunate to have such two beautiful kids, and just it's it's you'll get there. Whenever you have kids, you'll understand the feeling. But it's it's kind of hard to kind of explain that feeling. For sure. Well, yeah. you know, I I'm gonna I'm gonna push and ask you a little bit. Not really the feeling, but yeah. like, you know, on Father's Day, mm-hmm. the sentiments you just, you know, kind of expressed. What does being a dad, daddy, father, yeah. what all of the, because you're all of them, what does that mean to you? Like, what is that, what does that look like? How does, how do you perform that task? What does it mean? How does it get you out of bed every day? Like, what is it, how does it drive you? Like, what is it to you? It's just, uh, I think it pushes you to another level where it's like, I have to, Whatever I was doing before I have kids, it's kind of you kind of up that times 10. It's like you have to, you're the provider. Not even when you just have kids, when you have a family, it's like you, you the one. Like there's no, there's no time to be slacking and to be laying around and be like, cause kids got to eat. They need things. School, especially when they, as they start getting older, where it's like shoes are getting dirty every week. They need new shoes. They growing. They never stop growing. So you need constantly new clothes. It's like, but it also, I think it makes you better, better as a person because you go like, you're not only working hard for them, but you're working hard for yourself as well. So it's like you're able to maybe whatever goals you have, maybe be able to accomplish goals because you're going like, I want this for myself. But also by it, by wanting it for myself, it also helps your family grow and yeah. just you become a better person and then helps them. So I think just being a father is just like pushing you to new levels and challenging, especially with it, like the first, you know, in the beginning, very challenging. But it's just something, you know, as you get older, you get stronger, you get wiser as a dad, 
you know, my daughter's seven, so it's like I learned a lot in those seven years. But um, being a dad is just, it's never ending. You just, it never stops. Like, you, you hear my, I hear my dad say it, and you hear other people say it as their kids get 20, 30. You never stop becoming, you never stop being a parent. So it's like, it's always a thing. But, yeah, man, that's what I, when I hear being a father and, and being a dad, that's kind of, you know, what comes to mind. Yeah, I would say one of one of the best sentiments I heard about that when you talk about like it's it's always a job, it's, yeah. it's always something to do. You gotta, you know, is one of the best sentiments I heard was, you asked them to come here. You yeah, know, like they didn't have any say yeah. in any of that type of stuff. So if, if, you know, if you go to the, if they go to the fridge and they want fruit cups and apple dapples, then the fruit cups and apple dapples better be in the yeah. fridge, man. They didn't, they you know, exactly. they didn't ask to be here. You yeah. you wanted them here, exactly. so you can't be like, man, you something else. You need another pair of shoes? Like, yeah, man, my feet are cold. The other ones are dirty. Whatever the reason is, I need them. I need them. And you asked me. Yeah. You invited me here. Yeah. Like, you invited me here. Like, you f- I, go figure it out and go figure it out and get what I need because I can't work. I mean, like, yeah. you know, I'm not okay. trying to hear nothing about oh, back to school season again. Yeah, man. And I need a new uh, wardrobe of clothes. Yeah. You wanted me here. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, and I'm sure it's no worse feeling of, you know, being able to not support your kids or whatever. Being not being not. Not able to get what they want. Oh, I'm like sure. Any, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm sure that's a terrible feeling. That's a of feeling. Course. That's a fear I have, and I never, ever, you know, some people are, and that's just how, you know. It's the reality it's for the a lot reality of people. For, exactly, but it's like one of my fears is not being able to do that. I never want to be put in that situation for sure. to be like, I can't do certain things for my kids. And that's a real, and that, and just to be clear, that's not what I was speaking towards. Yeah, I just want to clear it up yeah, for yeah, anybody. Yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm, speaking to the, I'm speaking towards the people who make their kids aware that, if I didn't have you, this would be a less of a struggle for me. Like, man, dang, man. I mean, dang, they always got you. You always, how about you eat less? Or like, how about you? You always eating something like putting it on them that like you're doing something wrong by existing because you're putting a strain on me. And I don't think that yeah, that's yeah. fair to yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking on that, I, you know, I've, I've heard this thing that kind of irritates me a lot where people go. <clears throat> I heard people say, you know, it's OK. Like for you to go when you had whenever you have kids, you go, I'm glad I waited to have kids mm-hmm. well, some people will say that when they already have kids but they go like i wish i would have waited to have kids." i get why people will say that but it's like sure when you say i wish i would have waited to have kids that child you have right now wouldn't be that kid wouldn't be that kid and that's like some people kind of look at that was like if you know if i wish i would wait later i'm this child the child i have now is still gonna be that child it will be a child it, here. Be a chi- it just wouldn't be it wouldn't be this child exactly and that's and you can't no you can't say stuff like that because it's like you it, 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 it doesn't work that way no, you can't and put you it can't, on pause and kind of like hold it. Like I no. want, I want this child, you know, and it still be years. Max, it still yeah. be Sophia. It's it just, wouldn't be Max. It exactly. wouldn't be Sophia. Yep. And you can't tell them how to take a comment like that, right? Because you might be saying it as like a lesson or like a I, to give it give advice to somebody. But if your child here is like, I wish that I wouldn't have had them when I had them, then if they take that as I wish that it wasn't you, because the situation I didn't like the situation I was in. The years, those early years were hard, so yeah. hard that I wish that I didn't do them. Yeah, you can't tell them how to he- receive that kind of information. Yeah, you know. Sure. So I, you know, I think everything happens the way it's supposed to happen. Everything happens for a reason, and so you can't be, you know, regretful or you know, wish that you had a do over because every it would be a different. Yeah. That's why I love that movie Butterfly Effect. Shout out to the, it's a bad movie from like a cinematic standpoint, but the the premise of butterfly effect Mm -hmm. is like Ashton Kutcher has these journals. And then one day he figures out he can go in the journals and like erase it and then change the change, how the the story played out in the, in the journal. Okay. And then he'll have like a, 
a, a seizure and like a, a, a flashback or whatever. Yeah. And then he, he can go back in time and change something. Mm. Who was in this again? It was Ashton Kutcher. I think it was Tara Reid. Okay. I don't remember everybody, but in, but Ashton Kutcher from that 70s show. Yeah, yeah, How long? But he, okay. How long? This was like 2003, right. <laughs> four, okay. something like that. That was a while ago. Right. But it's, but, but, but the point is, so let's say, so it, this is literally an example from the movie, but like his friend got uh, molested, mm. a, a, a girlfriend of his, like a young, when they were all kids. Okay. So he can write in the journal, the memory. And then while he's writing out the memory that, you know, it helps him remember it. And then it takes him back to the memory. Mm. And then. He's now he's back in the memory, but he has the mind of Ashton Kutcher, the adult. And he goes, I'm going to threaten the dad who's molesting his daughter and tell him, don't ever fucking touch her again or I'm calling the police. And then he wakes up back in the future. But now everything's different. I changed because your friend not getting molested. Maybe the dad molested somebody else. And then that person mm. what? and it, you step on it. You, you step on a leaf now and you change a whole bunch of stuff in right. 100 years. Yeah. You know, so it's like but. That's what I mean about when you say stuff like that about your kids. Right. I wish that I'd change this. I wish that their dad was a different person. I wish I'd have my kids with a different mom. Like any of that stuff. And you, it's not the same kid. Right. Exactly. And so you can't, the damage that you might do to your kid from them hearing something like that. You yeah. got to think about that. So, you know, on a day like this, I like to shout out, you know, people like yourself and all, you know, I got, you know, friends that are doing their thing real big. Um, I'm not going to do the, you know, at this point it's kind of cheesy and played out, but it's still the same sentiment. All the moms out there that's doing it by themselves. Shout out to y'all. You know, but it, this, but I, I, I want to give credit to fathers who do their thing. Yeah, I don't man, think it should we be a day. We we, there's dads out here that you know, moms are not involved, and sure. we don't hear that same on Mother's Day. On Mother's Day, we don't hear. Yeah, that I get that's it. That's a less, that's less it. of a thing, but it is a thing. I, yes, but I get it. Yeah, but come on, let mm-hmm. it, let us let us. No, this is a day to celebrate fathers <laughs> who are doing their thing. Exactly. For and not to like uh throw throw subtle shots at dudes who aren't. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, day, it's a day of bigging up the dads. Yeah. And that's why I say, you know, shout out to Uncle Phil. Shout out to uh, Michael Kyle. Shout out to all the TV dads that, you know, help shape our image of a great dad. And shout out to all the dads that help shape shape our image of a great dad. Yeah, you know, yeah. so this is what this is what a day like this is about. And so, you know, I want to make sure you have your flowers and give you your flowers. Um, after yeah. we finish recording, I am firing up the grill at my place. It's not having anybody over, but if you want to come through, get you a, oh. a kielbasa, sausage okay. link, or something like that, you are welcome to come through. Yeah, um, you know, because I, you know, I, I don't, I don't have any type of real presence for you. Yeah, you yeah. didn't have me. <laughs> you know, my dad. So you know, yeah. I, but I, you know, I got a plate for you if you would like a plate. Okay. But um, uh, before we take a quick break, I got a couple of shout outs. Um, we don't have to Ooh, okay. do, uh, do the music because the, the, the list is a little short. It's very short, actually. It's very, it's personal. This is a shout out to one cat's eye. Uh, they messaged me and told me specifically how to say their name, so I wouldn't get it wrong. Okay. So I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure I did that correctly. Shout out to Cat's Eye, it's like a cat's eye, and shout out to Shauna S. Shout out to both you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you, thank um, you. Uh, look, looking forward to getting some new content to you guys on the Patreon. Ideas uh, keep coming by the day, keep coming by the minute. Just gotta get. Uh, executing and get them uh, edited and everything like that and get them to you guys. So be on the lookout for some new content this summer. Very excited about some stuff Fran's working on. Very excited about some ideas for some stuff for both me and him to work on and get that stuff to you. Thank you guys for the support in the meantime. And uh, yeah, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into some fucked up shit. So stick around. All right, and we are back. Fran, um, I'm excited to shed light on this story yeah. that is very recent. Um, you know, it, it, it's come across my timeline a couple of times, and it finally uh, felt like it was time for us to dive into it and, and see what the hell's going on. Uh, although there is a person 
uh, who has been arrested for it, there's not been a conviction from what I've seen. Uh, the, the trial is kind of still taking place. So we, we need a little bit more time to see it unfold and get more information. And I think we have enough information to shed light on the story yeah. and come back to you guys when we get the resolution of uh, what a conviction looks like. Uh, but, you know, so I'm very excited to, uh, you know, shed some light on this case. And that is the story of Susanna Morales. Uh, Fran, if you want to touch on just a bit of like, you know, your thoughts while you were doing your research, have you had you had you come across this story before or anything like I've that? I've seen the um, the photos of Susanna, but I've never dove into the um, the story because um, every time I think the last time I seen this photo, it just reminded me of the Vanessa Gillian, Gillian case. So I was like, every time I saw that, that's what I always went to Vanessa's case because I, I didn't know this. I didn't know this story. So whenever I saw her picture, I just, for some reason, I just thought of her, and I knew it was two two different people, but for some yeah. reason, I always just thought of her until I, until we decided to do the story, and I, and I dove into it, and I went like, oh, okay, you know, this is the story why I keep seeing this picture. I've seen it multiple times, I just never dove into the story. Well, we're going to do that today. So um, on July 26, 2022, 16-year-old Susanna Morales was going to visit a friend in her neighborhood at around 6 p.m., and after she was all finished hanging out at her friend's house, she texted her mom at around 940 that night to let her know that she was on her way back home from her friend's house, which was in Windscape Village. This is all in um, in Georgia, in uh, Gwinnett County, Georgia. Yeah. Uh, you know, with um, I see this a lot of times where it's like uh, kids are out. Um, Young kids, especially at sixteen or sixteen and younger, was like you lived it. You see it, lived it. Yeah, yeah. I, but I'm talking about I'm talking about females in particular. Like, God, it's it, just like know. they're out. Like now, when I'm just working. I just see them out, and and I'm like, I Walking just around. don't. Yeah, it bothers me. Where it's like, you know, I don't know if these kids have trackers or anything on them. You know, they have that technology now, but it's just like, but just seeing them by themselves. Well, find your just, friend. They find your friends on every iPhone. Yeah, but yeah, some of these kids may not have phones. You know, I don't, I don't know. So it's like, but it's just like. Do your parents know you're out here? By I mean, I'm sure they do, but it's just I don't know. It's just a level of trust I just don't have yet. I it's guess it's a different time. And it's, it's not, just, and it's not even about the kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's right, just right. you don't trust. It's like not trusting the times. Exactly, exactly. I you just, know, I feel like that's important. Like, cause you could have the best kid in the world by your standards, right? But it's not. It's it's the same reason everybody. I mean, maybe if you live in fucking somewhere in Wisconsin, middle of nowhere in Wisconsin, but if you live in a major city, yeah. Nobody leaves their doors unlocked. It's just, you know, things that are from a, just a different time. Yeah, for sure. You know, go out, send your kids outside, come home when the streetlights come on. Yeah. That, that's not, a, none of these things are like things anymore. The world's not safe. Yeah, I just don't, I can't even imagine how parents feel now, like what they, you know, how they used to feel when we were kids, which is like, we used to, they just sent us out and then yeah. they trust that we will come back in one piece. Didn't really have to, I mean, we were boys and it's a little different, but. That's true. Um. Kind of not have to worry about that. But we were boys hanging out with girls. There yeah, were girls that's, there. That's true. But and they come home was like, you know, my kids are fine. I, you know, I trust the times. Then that they are out safe. It's just now. It's just I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe being with some another friend maybe makes probably make me feel more comfortable. But for sure, by themselves. But in this situation, Susanna was just walking down the yeah, street at nine forty at night from a friend's house by herself. Yeah. So like to speak to what you're talking about, even like our generation now growing up, young parents. You know, we have friends that have kids that are 10. Yeah. You might have had a kid kind of young and you have a kid that's, that's 10, 11, something like that. You know, um, uh, Sophia's seven. Yeah. You know, so like as a, as a kid who grew up in a time, maybe like the twilight of 
Come home when the you better be home when the streetlights come on. Yeah. But go out and live your life. Take your bike and go ride it seven miles away from home. Right. As a kid who grew up under those rules, who grew up and then lived and saw the world as an adult, how do you feel like you'll be as a parent of a 14-year-old boy or girl? But, like, the things that you did at that age, do you see it being a whole different regimen? You know, yeah, man. I mean, like, a uh, friend of mine, Nick, we used to take our bike and we just used to just fucking just go, you know, miles away from the house. But I think now... With Sophia being a girl and the time and it's just like it's just creeps all over the place. I don't. It's just if you need, it's. We, there were times when we was like, my parents were like, don't call me. No. Oh my god, <laughs> my mom, don't, don't call me to come pick you up from wherever the mall. Would I asked. You got there. Yeah. Get back. Now it's like no. It's she like, left us stranded one time, but we had to walk back from the mall. It's because we were three boys, I guess. But I don't know if she would have did that to three girls. Just left us stranded at the mall at the movies at ten o'clock. I'm tired. I don't feel like getting out of bed. What? It's a different time for you to even get that phone call and not be like, I'm not leaving my kid out there. Yeah, not, yeah. And listen, no, this, it's a different. It was a different time. It sure. wasn't even thought. It was no fear. It was laziness. It wasn't like she left us in where I was like, "Mommy, I'm yeah. scared." We're at the movie. I was like, "Ma, can you come?" We don't yeah, feel yeah. like walking back to the the bus stop. Right? It's like you got out there, yep. so you know. I, if you don't feel like it, that's not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I just want to clear that it wasn't yeah. any kind of fear. Yeah, yeah. But like that's a I mean, that'll never be something you would do no, in this day just, and age, right? Just call call me out. Will I have an attitude? Will I let you hear it tomorrow, the next day or later? <laughs> yeah. But then the mom like, I'll come get you. Just stay wherever you are and I'll I'll come get you. But I'm not For letting sure. my child walk nine PM and whatever time at night by it's no. No way. Yeah. No. I th- I think we came from the last era of like, I can either take you there or I can pick, pick you, you up. up. Yep. But I'm not doing both. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's just like you can't operate like that anymore. Of these, like again, it goes back to that thing. Like you didn't, they didn't ask you to, they didn't ask you to come here, yeah. man. Like you made a kid, you want them to have a little, a little you. They need a ride, yeah. man, and they need a ride both ways. Yeah. And that can be annoying. I know you just got the pajamas on. Y'all about to watch the new HBO Max show, <laughs> new the new Last of Us just dropped. But your kid needs to be picked up from somewhere, yeah, man. And in these days. I don't even if the bus was still running. I don't. I don't want my kid on a bus at nine o'clock no, at night. No. I don't want my 13, 14 year old kid on a bus at nine o'clock at night. No. So it's like even if there is an option, just call me. Yeah. You know. So that's just you know. Um. And that's no disrespect to Susanna's parents, no, no, but no. we're gonna get back yeah, into yeah. the story. We're more talking about the times again. It's nothing. It's just the times that it is. Yeah. You know. And sometimes you can't. You really can't. If you're trying, you know, if you, especially if she's done it more than once, there's some. There's a comfort level there where he's like, I trust you. You know. I, Again, the times was like, okay, let me know when you get there or whatever. It's like, you all, you know, you could do a hundred times. Nothing ever happens. Then that one time is just like, you know, you can't, you can't control. You only control, control what you can control. You can't control that. Yeah. And also this also, it's also important to note that like she was 10 minutes from her house. This would be like walk, exactly. the walks that we, the, you walk in when we were kids, you, when I lived in the same area yeah. as you did, but a little further out, it would be like you walk into my house, mm-hmm. which you, your dad would you if you go. Oh, I'm walking over to by the Seven Eleven. You're yeah. like your dad will go. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's a walk. Like that's exactly. nothing. Yeah, that's what she was doing. This wasn't a train, a bus, a cat. This is something she walks this way from school. Like this was a routine walk. Right. So this wasn't some kind of dangerous thing that even like her parents needed to pick her up. But it just speaks to that like the isolation of a kid being the vulnerability of a kid being caught by themselves out in the world, yeah. even in a, a a route that they're comfortable with and have walked a hundred times. Yep. It only takes that one time, like you said. Yeah. So, um, 
By 10 p.m., Susanna had still not returned home from her friend's house, and her family started to grow concerned. And by around 10, 20, 10, 30 p.m., her family checked the location app on her phone, which she did have activated, and it showed that she was walking down nearby Singleton Road. So they knew she was, she, it appeared by her phone's location that she was on the route back to her house. Yeah. So they're still concerned because it's late, but they checked in and they go, okay, well, we'll give it some more time. But they did also call the Gwinnett County Police a little bit later and uh, try to, to say, hey, can you help us? Can you go try to track down our daughter? And they told him that they needed to contact them after 48 hours, which, which is this crazy rule. Crazy, you know, like, you know, if, if you, it, it's, you know, it's this real, it, I guess you have to treat everything with broad strokes, right? But if me or you, you have kids, you, Sophia, something happens at school and the, and the, the teachers call you and say, hey, Sophia did this. And you go, oh, well, somebody must have instigated her because she does not do that. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, well, the rules are the rules. So she's suspended. It's like. I know my kid. These people know Susanna Morales and they go, listen, whatever you're saying about the 48 hours, she could be a runaway, whatever, this, that, and the third. She's not. And I feel like you should take it on a case-by-case basis to just have this broad strokes like, hey, man, we need to allow for 48 hours because they might just like stayed late at a friend's house. They might have just ran away for a little bit and give them some time to come back home. It's like, no, no, no. This is hour three. My kid is not that kid. And every hour that you're telling me I have to wait, they are in a higher risk of not being coming home safe 48 hours is a goddamn long time two days that's, that's insane a long time man to and and on at hour three you're like my kid's missing yeah you're panicking so you need to be that for another 45 hours man that's a crazy ask man for it needs to be Shorten or like they need to like send a person like send one or send one car one out. Car out. Like, I'm not saying not, bring the bring the bring the dogs exactly, and the man. a whole bring up humor bring us out bring us out bring a guy out and and have him go canvas the neighborhood something help us. I'm not saying shut the the highway down, but to go oh we're not doing anything for 48 That's hours. Crazy, man. That's crazy. It's, it's insane. So Susanna never returns home that night, and at 9 a.m. the next morning. Susanna's family reports her missing to the police. Over the next several weeks of searching for their daughter, the Morales family claims are repeatedly dismissed and minimalized by the authorities as just another runaway case. And they continue to fight back that narrative to say, no, 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 she would not run away. She was on her way home. Now, is this just like, is that like a just a standard response that they always say was like... I think it's so common that, that, is, that that's like, they have to rule that out. Like, there's so many cases of kids being missing, and then it just turns out they ran away from home a year all across the country that I think that the, the standard practice in some states, I don't think it's every state, but in maybe a lot of states, is, well, we need to, there needs to be some time to pass because they could just come home on their own. But just and then we the wait, but my whole thing is like, and then what? But you, can you guys, see- what? Wasted money? Like, what is the reason? Why, why are you saying, like, we wasted manpower on trying to find a child, and we don't want to do that? You could just send somebody out. Why not speed that process up of, of coming to the conclusion that it's a runaway, then waiting, wasting time, that, and, like, then it's, it's and then it's not, or, or it's a runaway, or it's not. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter what whatever the outcome is. It doesn't matter. Find the kid. The kid's exactly. missing. Even if they ran away, <laughs> exactly. let's find the missing kid. Exactly. Like, even if they are a runaway, like let's try to find them and get them home. I could never. I just don't. I could never understand that. It just made. It never made any sense to me. Yeah, the idea that that's a good point you bring up. Like where the idea that oh, it being a runaway makes it a less serious situation yeah. where it's, it's like give it some time they might have just ran away from home with with who like they might have just ran away from home with an adult boyfriend 
That's dangerous too. Yes. I'm a parent. This my child is not here. It's missing. Doesn't matter if it's runaway or not. Yes. So yeah, yeah, that's a good point to make as well. So despite arguing that Morales would never do such a thing like run away and not you know call her family and let her know that let them know that she's okay and that um saying that she was on her way home when they checked the um, Find My Friends app, they checked the app and they could see where her phone was and that it was close to the house. Mm-hmm. Detectives in Gwinnett County, Georgia, were unable to track down any valuable leads and Susanna Morales, her case remained open and cold throughout the remainder of 2022. Mm-hmm. On February 6, 2023, a driver pulled over on the, side of the ro- uh, on the side of the highway in an area near the border between Gwinnett and Barrow County. The driver ended up in, uh, walking into the woods and stumbled upon a naked human remains that's crazy uh yeah they just they just happen to bad service that spot whatever that spot just, just happened to walk in the woods and stumbled upon a human body mm. uh after offers after officers and csi respond to the scene and begin canvassing the area they find a gun nearby uh, a gun that is registered to 22 year old georgia officer miles bryant so uh miles bryant reported his gun stolen to his department at 11 a.m. on July 27th, 2022, the morning after Susanna Morales never returned home. It was revealed that Miles Bryant also lived in Winscape Village, the complex that Susanna was walking home from that night that she disappeared, mm-hmm. and that he acted as a security guard for that same apartment complex. By him being a cop and kind of being that security whatever officer around there because he lives in the area, I feel like that by him living there, his unit overlooks the Morales family's home. Yep. So as a police, they said they didn't believe that, you know, him and Morales, Susanna had, had a prior relationship of any kind. Now, I don't think they had a prior relationship like per se where they like knew each other, but like they knew she knew of him. They He probably saw him her, her walking around the neighborhood. He's he's seen her before and, and maybe right, but honk the horn exactly. or wave. She know, like she knows who he is because they live in the same area. Because like oh he he's the maybe everybody knows that he's like the guy that kind of the security guy. So I think there was some type of level of trust for her to you know if he tried to pick her up he did get in her vehicle for sure. There was mm-hmm. some trust there. I don't you know it wasn't, for sure it wasn't just like you know he you know what I mean. I was gonna get into we can get into it now, yeah. but like. Um, one of the theories is that, you know, he might have used his security exactly. uh, yeah. trust yeah, and sure. everything to sure. to offer to give her a ride home. It's late. Yeah. Hey, it's late. Let me give you a ride. I don't think he uh, gr- snatched her no. up. No. You know, I don't no. think he snatched her up off the street, which is sad. You know, he, he used um, his uniform yep. uh, to lower somebody's, you know, guard and took advantage of that. I, I believe. Let me say, right. I believe because, yeah. you know, we don't have his motive. We don't know know exactly how it went down, but that just makes sense. Yeah. He's the apartment security. He rides around, you know, yeah. the area securing things. They he, he's seen this girl go to her friend's house before. He's seen her. He he his house, his apartment overlooks their home. He's seen this girl walking around before, and I feel like he might have went up to her and went, "Hey, it's late. You're walking home. Let me just let me just give you a ride home." Yeah. And she probably thought nothing of it because yeah. he's at, he's on duty. Yeah. If he's been a cop in that or a cop slash security guard mm-hmm. in that neighborhood in that area before and has built a rapport with people even on a base level of like a wave, a honk, is everything okay over here? You yeah. guys safe, whatever. Then he could, in theory, if if it went this way, it wouldn't matter if he had his uniform on or not. Sure. She's yeah. seen his face before, and that might have even, you know, he might not have been on, we don't know this for a fact. Like, I don't yeah. know if he was on duty that night. Right. But he could have been in his own personal car and his own personal clothes, 
and but but she knew his face exactly yeah. as the security guy. Yeah. So when you have that level of trust built, you don't have to use the uniform. You know, the uniform is for people who don't know you. If you're if you're being that person, if you're being a a, a you know a person who if you're being a um a, a, a East Area rapist type of person, where you go, I'm gonna wear a, a security guard, a, a security uniform, a, you know safety door safety home security systems that's that's my to let you feel safe when i come knock on your door yeah and that's but if you already built that rapport by driving around yeah you don't need to wear the uniform they already know they've seen you in the uniform already yeah and that's for anybody anybody can if i'm out by myself and i and i'm like don't have her i'm walking and somebody mm-hmm. i know i've seen this person before you know sure. i know he, he's a cop asked me for a ride mm-hmm. i go yeah man i'm t- he's a cop it's late yeah yeah take a ride. they can for still sure. you know crack me upside my head but but the there but was, your guard's down. My guard is down, and I felt comfortable trusting yeah. this guy by getting in because I know he's a cop. And sad. And the sad part is, you should be able to do that. That's my whole thing. Is like again, I want to make it clear that I, that like it's, Susanna Morales didn't fall for any kind of trap or yep. anything like that. Like if, if this is the way that it went, of course, it's speculation, like like we said. But like if she thought that the security guard, police officer of, around the neighborhood, was giving her a ride home so she would be safe. That's a perfectly reasonable conclusion to come to yeah. for the security guard police officer. Yep. You know, so this is, yeah, this is really sad that, you know, you know, but obviously we got, we got to flesh it out some more. So there's still more information to be um, given. So as we just like alluded, alluded to and talked about for a little bit, it is believed by a lot of people um, that he possibly lured Susanna into his car under the guise of giving her a ride home as a security precaution. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian's badge protected him in one other time before his gun was discovered at the scene of a chi- of a, a missing child who was discovered dead, which uh, happened in December of 2022, when a former friend of his filed a complaint against uh, the police department saying that he had been showing up to her house uninvited repeatedly for nearly a year, also known as stalking. Yeah. You know, a, a woman came forward and said, he, this guy's been stalking me for over a year. Uh, that report was never followed up on. This it happened in December 2022. This dude, man, it's like this is this is protecting the shield. This is that blue wall of silence. Yep. This is this is a guy who goes, hey man, I like this girl, and I can do what I want to do. I'm a police officer. I'll just show up to your house. Yeah, and what's she gonna do about yeah. it? Yeah, and I think we talked about this before. You know, uh, when it comes to me judging people, hearing, looking at this dude, and hearing what this sick dude has done, to me, he's just this lame ass dude who's a cop and mm-hmm. got this badge and a uniform and on it. He think he can do whatever he wants, and it's like. I don't know. Maybe he didn't get girls before before this, and then got a badge and was just like, got super confident and just like, you know, I'll just show up if I want. To. I'm the I'm the police. Mm-hmm. What? Who else are you gonna call? What are they gonna tell me? No. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm the law. Yeah. Yep. No, but I'm serious. Like yep. I'm, I mean, like that's um, I'm not saying all, but I've run into many a police. I know, not personally, but I know police or I, you know, fa- the Facebook know where I go in high school. You were a lame, like you weren't a tough guy by any means. And now I see, you know, you see the glow up of five years, six years, 10 years, and they have skull tattoos now and they're, you know, talking tough and sunglasses on and they became a police officer and you, it makes you walk a little bit different. It's like the same thing we talk about is how you walk differently. You would walk differently if you had a gun on you and and somebody came in and approached you. Now you have a gun and you have the technically kind of with, within reason, I don't know how much that reason is, but within reason, you have the full right to murder somebody with impunity. Yep. Like you, not only do you have a gun on you, but you have this like law book that says, well, if I felt fear for my life or whatever, like I could clap you yeah. right now and you, and kill you and like maybe go back to work on Monday. Yep. 
You know, maybe I get a paid vacation. So I feel like the whole point is you should be the training for a police officer. That's why it should be a thousand times more strenuous because you need to be weeding those people out because who isn't gravitated towards that type of position of authority? You don't want the people who are like the weasels and were treated badly in school and girls didn't, didn't like them or whatever. You don't want to give that person power. Right. It's the same reason I believe, like in the Catholic Church, a, pro- a problem that persists is you tell these people, you give a person who's a pedophile a cloak of, well, I can't marry a woman or a man or whatever. I can't, I can't marry. I can't whatever. I get to be around children unaccompanied because I'm, I'm the word of God. Yeah. How does that, how do those, and probably a whole host of other things, but how does, how does having that kind of criteria not make the possibility of a pedophile wanting to be a priest higher? Yeah. So if you, you know, you need to make the, the, the training process, the psychological evaluation process. Yeah. Like you need to be able, you need to be going. I mean, we live in a time now you can go back 10, 15 years on somebody's Facebook. You can find red flags of like, oh, this person went to prom by themselves. They uh, have like dangerous Facebook statuses from when they were 17, 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. Cause this dude's 22. Yeah. So he's not that far removed from high school. Right. So if he was a, a, a sad, dangerous, whatever person, volatile person in high school, you can't go, well, he was a kid. Like no 17 and 22 is not that far apart. Right. So, you know, you need to be, we need to be evaluating these people and making sure we're weeding out any kind of people who could go on a power trip. Yeah. And I think that with just anything, just different things, life in general, I think there's always a percentage of a bad, like they call them bad apples in anything. Yeah. Any, like if it's cops, like, okay, we expect any cops job. to be good cops. Yes. There's all, it's going to be some ones in there where it's like these people just wanted authority and this is how they mm-hmm. got it. So I was like, they chose to become a cop. It was never about. I want to protecting and serving. It was never yeah. about that. It was like, oh, this is how I can get power legally over people and take advantage mm-hmm. of people. And it's like, oh, I'll just do that. And it's almost like I don't blame a person. I don't blame a bad person for being a bad person. Yeah. If you go, man, I'm gonna get when I become a cop, it's gonna be uh, can't tell me nothing. Yeah. I don't blame you for wanting to have that kind of authority when you've seen what that uh, you know what what levels of authority people have in yeah. those situations sometimes. But but my whole thing is. When you also pair that with, oh, me as your partner, if I see you being that person, I'm not going to say shit because, you know, right on, brother. Yeah. Now you create an instance where how are you ever going to get rid of bad apples? If the bad apples are like, oh, man, he's a bad apple. But like this girl just came into the police station and went, hey, man, you know, that apple's bad. And you go, all right, we'll go ahead and put that under the bottom of the file. We won't we won't even look into that. Like, yeah, this apple's been coming around, yeah. taking pieces of his rotten skin and putting them in my food, and I'm tasting bad apples everywhere I go. For a whole year, this guy has been coming and putting his bad apple juice <laughs> all over my house. Yeah. And then they go, all right, well, I mean, we, we'll go ahead and say something to him on the side, like, hey, man, you, you can't let her see you when you go to the house. Yeah. But we're not going to, like, file a report. And now, so now a real serious incident that took place is covered up and not followed through with, and now he escalates. Yep. You know? Like, he went from stalking to kidnapping yeah. to the next thing. Everything, if it's not checked, is an escalation, yep. potentially. And he had something happen, not, was not checked about it, yeah. and he escalated. Yeah, I mean, not, and, not three months later. Right, and, but can you blame him? I was like, what I say, can you, I mean, like, if you're not getting, if I'm stealing gum and not getting gum, I'm like, well, I'm going to try to go for a bag of chips next time. But I mean, I'm, I'm getting away. You're stealing gum, and on the way out, a person who's supposed to stop you is like, hey, man, what's up? How's your mom yeah. doing? You're like, good, man. And they see the gum in your hand, yeah. they're like, all right, man, cool. Can I get a piece of gum? Yeah. You're like, 
shit, exactly. yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Take a piece of gum. All right, man, I'll see you at the at the bar tonight. Yeah. You're like, cool. We're like, shit. You start to feel invincible, yeah. bro. You take it a step they're up. Fucking, you take it a yeah, step they're up. backing up. I'm like, oh, I can get away with this. I can get Who knows what else I can get away right. with? Right, exactly. So, on February 13, 2023, Gwinnett County police officer, uh, Miles Bryant, was arrested for concealing a death and falsely reporting a gun is stolen. And on February 22nd, uh, on February 22nd of 2023, uh, Miles Bryant was charged with felony murder and kidnapping. So, friend, this is a terrible tragedy at face value alone. But what makes this even more terrifying is that Susana Morales died at the hands of a person who pledged to serve the community and protect the community. Mm -hmm. And her disappearance was dismissed as a runaway case by officers who made that very same pledge. Yeah. So this whole system turned their back on this girl. Yep. And I just, I had a couple, uh, some facts here that said, according to the mapping police violence, at least uh, 1,176 people were killed by law enforcement, law enforcement officers in the U.S. in, 2000, in 2022, the mm -hmm. most of any year since at least 2013. And meanwhile, a study at Bowling Green State University, um, shout out to Bowling Green State, I think we have a listener who works, who works there. Uh, Shout out to yeah. them. Found that police officers were chained, were charged with rape 405 times between 2005 and 2013, and a number researchers expect is much, much higher. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like. We already know, we already know people, a lot of times people don't come forward when they are yeah. raped or sexually assaulted. Yeah. Now imagine that happening to you by somebody with a badge. You probably don't think you'll get any justice, so why even come forward at all? Yep. So even those numbers are definitely, you know, probably, you know, you can't say definitely, but those numbers are probably skewed. Low, yeah, because who knows how many people were groped? We don't even have to go full, you know, rape, yeah, yeah, groped, touched inappropriately during an arrest, any type of like you know, you're putting handcuffs on somebody, you know, you're patting them down, any type of thing where you go, Oh, that felt, I think I just got assaulted, yeah, yeah, you know, where it's like, No question, it's the difference between you go to the airport and they pat between your legs, and then you know the difference between that and somebody groping you inappropriately, right? So, how many people experienced something like that, didn't say anything, or worse? go and try to go through the whole process of filing a report and a complaint, you know, whatever against that officer. And they're dismissed, sent through the rigmarole. Yeah. And they're just like, this is just this like, is this is taking up days of my pro like exactly. this is taking up days of my time. Like forget it. And they're like, yeah, forget it. Forget you get the fuck out of here. Right. Trying to bring down one of our brothers. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's, that's what you're up against. And, 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 uh, in a 2022 NBC review for department rosters in New York city, Los Angeles and Philadelphia, which is like major cities, the outlets, mm -hmm. Uh, news outlets found that many officers who are accused of sexual abuse and harassment aren't fired or even demoted. In fact, some of them end up being promoted. Yeah. And not to say that they're being promoted for assaulting people, but just like you're not being you're not being um, admonished yep. or penalized for your bad actions. Yep. So all they're seeing is you're, you're they're only rewarding you for the good stuff yep. that you do. So, yeah, of course, you're going to move up the ranks because nothing's just being put against you on oh, your sorry. record. Yeah. So, yeah, um, so Thomas Bryant used his knowledge of jurisdictional lines, uh, investigation tactics, and who knows what else that he knows to get away with a murder for over six months, only to be foiled, as we said in the beginning, by a random stop on the side of the road. I mean, if, if this person didn't randomly stop at this random spot on the side of the road, yeah. who, who knows who knows it when Susanna, Susanna Morales would have been found? Or if. Yeah. Could have got away with this easily. Yes. So, you know, that part is scary as well. You know, he didn't just drop it at the border between two counties for, for no reason. You know, I think he dropped it there out of the chance that the whoever found it, the whatever department will go, well, this either happened 50 miles this way, which is a different county, 
or 50 miles that way, which makes it, you know, kind of clouds it up. Like, where, where's this body from? But not enough time had passed yeah. for them to not be able to make an identification. Also, his dumb ass threw his gun left it there. right left around it. the area. His, his, his police issue firearm, not a gun with the serial number scratched off. This wasn't like, oh, they had to find a fingerprint. Like, this is the gun that the, the department gave him, which is, again, it speaks to the arrogance of using that gun to commit the crime, yeah. leaving that gun at the scene, and then just going the next morning after you commit this horrible crime and going, somebody stole my damn gun. I need another one. Because, yeah. I mean, like... And got another one immediately, I, probably. It was it because was the... The confidence in him is like, oh, this is 20 miles out from where she lives, where we both mm-hmm. live. Nobody's going to, yep. nobody in the, She's gone. on the side of how it, nobody's going to find her. I did it. Yep. Let me go get a new gun. Let me just go ahead and tell him something. I don't know, somebody stole it out of my car. You know how these neighborhoods are, boss. I need a new gun. Some, some animal stole a gun out of my car. Let me get a new gun. And for the next six months, he went to work, lived his life like nothing happened. Like how was, and he killed it 16 years yeah, old. Yeah, how was that like, it should be more of a uh, process where it's like, if a police officer's what do you mean? gun Where? is stolen, yeah. why isn't like, that means somebody has a police firearm and it's like, this should be more of a, an uproar. Like, it's just like, oh, well, just fill out these paperwork and then we'll just- Yeah, exactly. Like, Some, oh, somebody stole it. I hate when that happens. Like, you don't have, where? Where where, where was your car parked? <laughs> right. Do you have footage? Like, can we, should we go look around the area for like security camera That's footage crazy. of somebody? We need to find this person. What if they commit a crime? What if they kill somebody with your police issue gun? That comes back on us yeah. as a department. Yeah. It's just like, nah, I lost it. Let me get a new one. You should be fired if you lose a gun. You lose a gun. Place those, uh, 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 leave or something. Like that's yeah. Crazy. You need to be suspended or something. It's like yeah, I don't know. I lost it. A gun. People can put on leave for being late. And like this guy <laughs> loses a gun, a firearm. They're like yeah, I hate when those squirrely guns go missing, man. That's cool, man. It's fine. Uh, we're gonna charge you fifty bucks now. Like you lose like the uh, equipment for the cable. Oh yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I lost my cable box. They're like all right, we're gonna charge you a, a restock fee. Yeah. But it's cool, man. We're going to charge you a restock fee for the gun. A little $100 come out of your next paycheck, but we'll get you another one in the mail. That's crazy, man. Yeah, so it's fucking, uh, yeah. So he lost his gun. He, he left his, he didn't lose anything. He threw his gun mm-hmm. in the woods with a dead body of a 16-year-old girl, and it didn't take, it didn't take weeks, days. Uh, as soon as that guy, whoever that person is that went, wandered out into the woods, as soon as CSI showed up that day, they found his gun yep. not far from that girl's body. Yep. Lazy. And the laziness comes from, I'm a cop. Like, I'm, I don't need to do much to get away with this anyway. I might even be doing too much. I might have drove too far out. I don't even know if I need to drive this far out, but let me be extra safe. I did just kill somebody. So let me be extra safe. And then this gun, I did use it to kill her, possibly. I don't really know if that's a fact. I haven't been able to track down her cause of death, but he threw the gun out there for a reason. Um, and he went, ah, well, I can't use this gun anymore. Dip. He didn't take the gun apart, go throw it in the Chalahoochee River. Like, he, he, oh, no. he threw it. Around the body. Yeah. That's, how much, that's how much he was confident that he would get away with this. And he did for six months. And who knows how long it would have been if somebody didn't just happen to pull over to the side of the road. Yeah. He could have got away with this forever. I don't, we don't know. So, Georgia activists have uh, accused Gwinnett County offic- uh, police of failing to prevent a teen kidnapping and murder at the hands of their own. Families like Susanna's come to America for peace and safety and sadly often find themselves exploited and victimized by the people with the upper hand and an unbalanced power dynamic. So when you're talking, whether you're talking about, so her, her parents were undocumented, mm-hmm. apparently. Um, when you talk about people who are undocumented crossing the border to get here, they are exploited by those mules who are like, I, I need $10,000. You can't say yeah. You can't say no. Yeah. You want to come here. That's how much you're charging. It might not cost me that much. This isn't a $10,000 job. 
but it is because you're uh, on hard times. Yeah. Then you get here. You you try to get set up. You go to try to find a job. They're like, I'll pay you $3. They're like, but the minimum wage is 10 I'm going to pay you $3. Or I can call INS. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, like, like, you can either take the three or you can get the fuck out of my face. They are faced with that every day. They have to go live in a low-income neighborhood because they don't make a lot of money. Police show up, call them all kind of names because they're like, you guys live in this terrible neighborhood. It's like, I mean, that's all I can afford to live in. Like, I'm just, you know, I, I called because I need some help. Well, you're the problem. Yeah. You know, so at every which way when you're faced with the person who has an upper hand of authority in this dynamic, they are spitting on you, looking down on you. And in this situation, they kidnapped there's somebody's family's child and killed them. Yeah. And just this, like that sentence where she, where the, the family of Susanna, when they talk about coming to America to find peace and safety and they were exploited. It reminds me of hearing stories when we do these old, like early, early nineties, um, or I mean, early 1900 stories was like black people served in the United States military, military and still yeah. come home and getting treated and spit it on and all kinds of stuff, mm-hmm. getting disrespected for the lack of care, you know, from the people who were supposed to protect mm-hmm. and obey the law. It's like you, you, you do. I don't, I don't appreciate you doing the job. Yeah. I know the job got done. The job might've even got done better at your hands. If you weren't there, maybe we'd have lost the world war one yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I don't care. Cause I don't like you. Yeah. And I think that's as, as, as saddening and upsetting, but we've seen it multiple times. And again, yeah. a line that I've said before, when we've done stories kind of, you know, in the past where it's like, who do, for black people, color people, who do you, who do you trust? Like, yeah. Who do you trust? It's like. If the police right. do this, who are you, who do you call? Yeah. Like color people and, you know, uh, marginalized communities, disenfranchised people, you know. Queer people. Like, I mean, yeah. Everything. Like, in this country who are vastly unrepresented and it's mm-hmm. like, who do we go to for help? For protection and stuff like that, like, who do we who do we go to? How can I be secure in my home? How, what do I have to do to be secure in my home? And while we're on this subject, I want to give a shout out to all the undocumented workers down there in Florida who are packing up and getting the fuck up out of there. Uh, Governor Ron DeSantis passed a law that says if you are an undocumented worker, you have to present something. Like you, you have like they're basically cracking down and raiding these uh, work sites and everything like that. There's some law that was passed. I don't know the details of what they're requiring, but there's been a mass exodus in Florida. Well, who, how are these jobs get done? They're not. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm no, like uh, that's literally that's literally right. what's happening right now. Like there are work sites that are empty. Yeah. Farmer, there are farmers like these these. I'm not saying rich because farming is a hard work, but I'm just saying like the white owner of the farm is coming out and being like, Psh, I don't even know how we're gonna survive yeah. uh, the next six months. There's nobody. The fruit is rotting on the field. It's like. Yeah, man, like these, it's almost like, bro, people have been saying this for years yeah. when people go, well, you want to kick, you want to kick these Hispanic workers out? Well, who's going to do the job? Exactly. And did, did they just think that that was a lie? Did they think that these kids, these suburban kids were going to come out and pick fruit for, for $5? No. So there's nobody to do these jobs and there's houses not being built. That's going to affect, Ooh. that's going to affect the economy in a major way. Because like, mm, oh I, I tell you, look, there's a lot of people, I already paid for my house to be built. My house is supposed to be finished uh, by September of this year. Yeah. And they just, you get a phone call like, hey, um, nobody's building the houses. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, I need my 260 back. I, yeah. I need, you know, I, need my, I, need my, I need my 580 back. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I have a loan that I'm paying for yep. while living at my mom's house because my house is being built. Yep. 
So if everybody's can I can I renege on my on my loan? Oh well, then I don't. I'm then I'm for. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, I'm pleading no contest on this. I'm not paying. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not paying a mortgage on a house that's not being built. Yeah. They're like, oh, so the house will be. I know the house supposed to be done in September. It's gonna be done in May of next year. It's like, oh, well, then I don't want it. Yeah. So now all the now all the banks are like, oh, we already counted that money out. Like we. So it's gonna be ripple effect for sure. Major ripple effect. So I just think that you know you need to appreciate people that work hard and 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 do great jobs and like you know uh, undocumented workers are a net benefit yeah. to this country. And, you know, how about making the pathway to them not being undocumented a little bit easier? And, and then you un- can stop de- demonizing them as the undocumented. Like, even putting a tag on people. Like, they're people. Yeah. And underpaid. Getting paid. Way underpaid and working. <laughs> hard as fuck, In the sun. Oh. No. You walk past the job site, you hear that Guadalajara going hard and fucking, it's 99 degrees, so it's, 100, it's 120 on the roof. And I commend them. Shingles flying. Scrap, 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 scrap. They work hard, bro. Getting to work, yeah. bro. They got that news from Ron DeSantis. They were like, well, fuck all this. Right, well, shit. Bye. You build the house. <laughs> and now there's nobody to build the house at all. Empty man. So, uh, lumber and shit everywhere. It looks like the it looks like the <laughs> apocalypse in a lot of places in Florida right now. It's like a bunch of uh like the frameworks of a house yeah. and nobody on the sites and a bunch of materials sitting around getting wet from the rain, going to waste. Like, hey man, hey, shit, hey. Y'all, you, sometimes you make your bet, you got lying. Yep. That's what y'all wanted to you fight want, for? You didn't, want, you didn't want them here? They're not here there now. You go. Y'all don't want black people here? What happens when there's no more little babies? <laughs> when the slaps aren't being made, it's, it, 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 it's different when they really, you wake up one day and it's really Groundhog Day. Yeah. And what, when you got what you wanted. Yeah. Yep. And then you're like, well, oh, TikTok is dry now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. uh, nobody's dancing stole, on TikTok anymore. Like, <laughs> it's like, That's why. When it's... When the shit is when the shit really comes true, then what you gonna do? Yeah, y'all go, y'all make up some new dances. Then see how they, see how yeah, they you know what I'm saying. So you, sometimes you get what you want, and it's not what you wanted. But anyway, just to close things out, uh, Susanna's sister, Jasmine Morales, uh, stated at a march for justice that no amount of money, no amount of justice can bring her back to us. But what we can do is try to make sure that this doesn't happen to anybody else again, and that's why we are here. Yeah. So her sister, they, their family has started a, um, all kind of like um, uh, uh, charitable organizations mm-hmm. and nonprofits in her name to bring justice and awareness to this uh, this terrible epidemic of you know police mis- mistreatment of undocumented workers and Hispanic people. Mm-hmm. Also, I read a st- I read a study that said something to the effect that um, Hispanic women, when they go missing, are lumped in with white women. So they're being vastly underreported in missing persons cases because they lump them in with that demographic, mm, that minority. Okay. So like they aren't, they aren't, a lot of times they don't stand out as their own demographic. So their numbers aren't being represented properly that they are going missing at a higher rate too. Yeah. Oh, got you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so it's something to think about. It's concerning, but you know, um, obviously rest in peace to Susanna Morales. Yeah, um, prayers to her family is absolute tragedy. I don't know. Again, I don't know Miles Bryant's sentence. I believe the trial is still happening. I don't know for a fact, but like I, I wasn't able to find an update. And uh, also, I want to give a shout out to a, list, uh, a listener who messaged me on Facebook because, again, this is another call to action. Sometimes, you know, we don't have access to all the, the, the databases and all that type of stuff all the time. So if we aren't able to find it through a Google search or, you know, a little bit deeper than that, we don't know, mm-hmm. but uh, somebody reached out to me about uh, Gerardo Thomas when we did the story last week yeah. about the two trans women uh, that were killed, 
and Gerardo Thomas was sentenced. He was sentenced back in 2020. Okay. After his trial was delayed, she sent me like uh, the listener, Sarah. So he's, uh, I'm not gonna say her last name, but Sarah sent me um, the, like his case file, basically, Ooh. or his case research. Uh, and he was sentenced after a after a short uh, delay. He was sentenced to second degree murder in 2020. Oh, good. So the case that we were talking about, you know, it was second degree murder. Again, we talked about he shot her with a shotgun, and when she walked into his to his car. Yeah. So I don't really know how he got off with second degree murder, but that was the whole thing we talked about last week. So in some kind of way that wasn't seen as a, a senseless calculated murder to rent a car, drive to DC and so on and so forth and then kill a person. So, you know, he ended up with second degree murder charges and he was convicted and, or he pled out, he pled out the second degree murder charges. So actually I take back everything I said that was on the table for him to plead out and he pled out the second degree murder. So, but again, if, if anybody has any updates on, um, Miles Bryant, and as far as this case is pertaining to this case and Susanna Morales's case, if if he has been convicted and we just haven't, we just weren't able to find it, please, you know, let us know and we'll follow up next week and yeah. give people. Go in the Discord. I think there's a section in there. Or go in the or that go in the Discord. Yeah. I'm hey, I'm figuring it out. The Discord <laughs> is fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm getting the hang of yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm feeling like old man, but I'm getting more and more <laughs> uh, comfortable with it as time goes on yeah, for yeah. sure. I, think, I, I really think, do like the Discord. I think it's a section in there for you know cases or whatever. If you you can throw in there update, updates, update or something. You can just mm-hmm. throw it in that section so we can, like I say, kind of keep it you know organized up in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, friend, before we get out of here, what are you thankful for? Oh, man, I'm thankful for being able to celebrate another Father's Day. Um, you know, after we get off of here, I'm going to go in, chillax, but going to the uh, step, some of Steph's family's house. They always do like a Father's Day type of get together. Okay, so celebrate. Yeah, so do, y- do they put y'all on the stage or something like that? Do y'all have all sit on the stage and get no, praised? Like a, no, 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 not on the stage, but they'll put like all of us at like a table. Okay, yeah, the, I like it. They just, we, we being served, so it's like we just... I like relax. it. We just relax. No, you deserve yeah, that, yeah, man. So, no, you deserve that yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm thankful for that, though. Uh, my Myself, on a day like this, I'm thankful for my small circle of friends, uh, the the couple of friends you included that I do have yeah. that have kids. Um, I am proud of my friends that have kids. They take care of their kids. They're good dads. They're in their kids' lives. And I, and I think that you, sometimes you got to be thankful for your friends. Yeah. You should be thankful for your friends all the time, but you should be thankful when you have friends that exude admirable qualities. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for my friends that exude admirable qualities. Cause I got some people that I know that are dirtbags, yeah. you know, <laughs> but like my people that I consider my friends, anybody that I consider a friend is a, somebody of admirable qualities and good for morals sure. and values yeah. and stand up people. And so I'm thankful for those kind of people. Cause seeing that motivates me to be better, a better version of myself. Yeah. So, um, you know, on a day like this, when I'm you know, giving you your salutes and your shout yeah, outs, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for you being a person that does what they need to do yeah. in their kid's life. And just in general, man, you, you know, you, you do the damn thing. Yeah, man. So, you I know, shout that, out to you. Man. But, uh, yeah, with that being said, uh, I've been Alvin Williams joined once again by my partner in true crime, Francel Evans. And we'll see you guys next week. Check out the discord. Don't forget. I've heard the murder pod. Deuces.